This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. people i am being true this is 84 reasons no games no gimmicks just reasons and look thank god that i went to a university that's really the everything school like we really are the everything because we win in everything and not that school up there in tennessee that will go unnamed trying to bite off us that's another that's another show for another day but my next guest to me made the best decision he could have made we're gonna get into a coming choosing to come back for his senior season shortstop wearing that two-fold wearing that kobe bryant the great Josh Rivera, what's going on with you today, Josh? Another much blessed opportunity to, you know, live another day of life and get better. Now, Josh, I kind of alluded to it. I mean, most guys, I mean, let's let's face it, 2023, we thought you you already know went through the draft. You on some big time ball club by now. What went into that decision to say, man, I want to come back for one more year? Um, you know, it was it was it was tough, you know, the the draft process and stuff. It's full of, you know, a lot of stress and stuff like that, but you know, I I was uh, taken last year's technically a redshirt sophomore due to, you know, that COVID season. Um, so, you know, I sat back and realized that, you know, it wouldn't hurt me to come back to school and, you know, get closer to getting my degree. And um, to my family, that's one of the main priorities we had, you know, when I decided to come to college in the first place, you know, was to get a degree because I'm a first generation college student. So it's uh it's amazing to have the opportunity to come back and get closer to finishing my uh, degree and uh, yeah coming back as technically a redshirt junior due to COVID and um, you know uh, I just wanted to come back and like I said get closer to uh, achieving that lifelong dream of mine of getting my degree and you know fulfilling my parents' uh, dreams for me and then you know just take my chance in the draft this year. So how much did your family help in that? Because a lot of times they. Obviously, mom and dad know, look, at mom, I want to do what I told you guys I want to do, but I'm living out my athletic dream, too. Like, I got a chance, you know, to go pro, but how much did their, I guess, their praises and their prayers, you know, let you know, listen, Josh, we support you, you know, because a lot of times in your situation, you need your support system to kind of give you that it's okay, Josh, to come back one more year. Oh, they they played a big role in it, you know, uh, something we prayed on as a family a lot, and uh yeah, they they basically left it in my hands because, you know, they wanted me to, you know, make that big decision. And, you know, they gave me their opinion on it. And, um, you know, like I said, one of the biggest things they wanted for me growing up ever since I was a little kid was to to finish school because, you know, they, they didn't have the opportunity to go to college. And, um, yeah, it was just a great uh, priority of ours to, um, you know, come back here to top five public university and uh, fulfill, you know, both my dream and their dream of getting my bachelor's degree and, you know, finishing school and then, um, you know, going to play professional baseball. But for the most part, they left it in my hands. Uh, we talked about it a lot. And, you know, they, they just, you know, told me that they would support me in any decision I'd make. So it was great having their, you know, the, uh, their support. And, you know, this is still going. Uh, they're always supporting me in whatever decision I make. And, you know, I just had to take take in their opinion and you know kind of just work it all out for myself and you know I'd, I'd say it ended up being a great decision to come back for sure no no it's been a hell of a decision I mean I, I know I hear the modesty in your voice but 
you a guy that obviously, you know, say, look, it's something else about my game. It's like, because as players, we see what no one else sees. Regardless of how well I'm playing, I got to see it for me. I got to be able to say, all right, what I see about your game is, number one, they call it the eye in baseball. You watching these pitches, because I get it. You want to have every, you want to have as many quality at bats. I think well over 17 walks this season. Talk about that, because as a player, Y'all taught to be aggressive at the plate, but at the same time, I don't want to be swinging at, at pitches that aren't there. Yeah, um, that's a big thing, you know. Um, most of the time in baseball for, you know, most of the, the good hitters out there, um, you know, we all believe that um, it's you versus you every time you step in that box. And, you know, if, you're, if you really have that ability to put the ball in play and um, really compete in the box, you know, sometimes that's exactly what it is. You know, it's you versus you. Um, you know, it's not taking any credit away from any pitchers, but, you know, as a competitor, you know that you're in there and you, you can do a job and, you know, you can perform at a high level like that. So um, it's definitely been a big priority of mine to, you know, kind of get my pitch, you know, certain counts. And then once it gets to two strikes, you know, it's all about protecting and fighting, you know, and that's just that competitive nature. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a couple years, uh, the past couple of years, I've, you know, there's been times where I've fallen to, you know, getting too uh, aggressive and anxious at the plate and wanting to do way too much instead of just, you know, dealing with what's given to me in the moment. So, um, you know, I made it a pri priority of mine to, you know, be as relaxed as possible in the box and really hunt for those pitches that I can do damage with rather than, you know, giving up my bat and, you know, rolling over or popping up on a pitch that is a better pitcher's pitch than it is a hitter's pitch. So, um, yeah, I've just been on the hunt and, you know, it's been paying off really well for me. And, you know, I just got to continue to do that. I like to look at you guys in batting practice. Like, I like, because you guys got to do it all the time. When I see you, I say, I, I say, when people hear my describing, say, man, how does Josh hit? I said, is he going to drop his shoulders? Like, right, he going to drop his shoulders. And right before he going to give you that little lick, because your bat speed is serious. Because I saw you hit a grand slam against Cincinnati, and it looked like you didn't even get all of it. Yes, the wind can help. We, we get it. But it looked like you hit it. I was like, man, I want this thing to stay fair. Did you even feel like you got underneath, got all of the ball? Or did you say, listen, I'll take the grand slam no matter how it comes? No, honestly, I thought that ball was a foul ball. And, you know, off the bat, I, I knew immediately I mishit it. Uh, it definitely wasn't. It was a good pitch to hit, but, you know, I just didn't take the best swing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was kind of – at first I was kind of disappointed because, you know, in that uh, big-time situation, you know, you get a pitch to hit like that, you, you typically want to drive the ball in a gap somewhere or something. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of just uh, sliced it a little bit to the right side. And, you know, I knew, you know, I caught barrel on it, but I didn't know how, you know, how the wind would carry it. And I didn't know if it would stay fair or not. So, honestly, you know, I just decided to keep running, keep running it out because you never know. You know, and that's, you know, the type of aggressive player that I am. You know, I like to run balls out and, you know, try to get the most out of every base I can. And by the time I reached second base, you know, I heard the crowd going crazy and then I looked at, you know, our third base coach, Taylor Black. And he he told me that it was, it was a home run. And I started laughing immediately because, you know, I knew that I definitely mishit the ball. And, you know, I, I didn't think I had a chance to go over. You know, I thought it was going to be foul uh, at most. But they told me, it, you know, it caught the foul pole. And, you know, that was just a, a surreal moment for me because, you know, it was just it was really funny that, you know, I didn't even get all the baseball. But, you know, in this game, you know, you can you can get away with something like that, especially when the wind's blowing in your favor. Certain things in baseball are very, very rare. Like hitting for the cycle is rare. A triple play is rare. Grand slams don't happen all the time. You know, uh, you know, I mean, and obviously, Josh, everybody says it, man, I want to be bases loaded. But 
when I hit when it when you hit it, I'm like, well, that thing is going. And the cameraman, like that thing just went over the fence. So you didn't even know you hit that. You didn't even know you hit it until the third base goes like, yeah, that was a home run. That's that's a home run right there, young man. Just keep running. Yeah, because I was I was hustling around second base like a full sprint. And you know, by the time I got a third, uh, he was kind of just telling me to relax, like slow down, because it was a home run. And I just you know, it was it was right before I got to third base, but you know, definitely around the second base, I was looking around and I saw the umpires do the the home run signal, and I you know I just asked the third base coach, was it, that was a home run, and he was like, yeah, and you know, immediately it was just it was up from there. You know, I started laughing and you know just enjoying that moment with my teammates, especially to get you know a four run lead in the first inning. So it was cool. Yeah, try to try to try to explain SEC baseball. We love it, obviously, but you get to do it. Because there are no down weeks. There are even out of conference. Ain't no, there is no thing. Is, oh, man, yeah, we can. Because baseball is the one sport you could be more talented than the other team, and it might not show on the scoreboard. Talk about, but talk about SEC baseball for those who don't know. Because while, you know, and, I, and they, this is respectfully, while Vanderbilt is the laughing stock in football, that is not the case in baseball. No, not at all. Not at all. And uh, SEC baseball is the most competitive league in baseball. Uh, in my opinion. And, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody feels the same way. Um, you know, there's a lot of talented teams, a lot of talented players. Um, and like you said, there is no off week. You know, one moment you can feel like you're on top of the world, uh, you know, beating a good team. And then the next week you got to deal with another good team with, you know, uh, guys on their teams that uh, are potential prospects for the draft. And, you know, those same guys you'll see throughout the minor leagues at the next level. So it's, it's really special to, you know, have that opportunity to play these guys at these uh, high-level schools and, you know, go experience uh, kind of what life is like over there for them when you're on the road. Um, but, yeah, it's it's the most competitive league in college baseball. And, um, you know, you got to come out to play every every single weekend. And like you said, you know, even midweeks, uh, midweeks, you know, you kind of got a target on your back because you're an SEC school. So, um, you know, a lot of teams will come through and, you know, get to play us for a midweek. And, you know, their main goal um, is definitely to try to beat, you know, an SEC team because, um, you know, we are, uh, I wouldn't say superior, but we're definitely, you know, uh, one of the best teams in the country due to the league that we play in. And I, you know, I speak, I'd say that for, you know, every SEC team, uh, you know, every midweek they play in and every midweek we play in, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a target on all of our backs because of the league we play in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's a lot of fun to go out there and compete every weekend, you know, experience um, this lifestyle of playing in the SEC. So, Talking to Josh Rivera, shortstop, wearing that 2-4 for the Florida Gator baseball. Thank the boys right now, right at what, 31, what, 31 wins, 10 losses, something like that. Re really, really good record right now. I don't want to, I don't want to take, add another loss or not add enough wins, but Josh, you play on a team that don't got no weaknesses. Like most teams, they got to have good bats because they lack pitching. Most teams, you know, they don't have late game heroics. No, no lead is safe with y'all. Y'all shown that. You look at, don't let Twitter. I mean, they down by six. Yeah, well, now they up by three in the bottom of the eight. Like what? Because y'all listen, y'all hit for the soccer. Y'all got power hitters. Y'all got guys that can play defense like yourself. How? How great is it for you to be able to say, look, man, I'm surrounded by great players. So I elevate my game and, I, and some of the best competition I'm going to see, we were in the same uniform. Mm -hmm. oh, it's it's great, you know, uh, being able to rely on the guy behind you and, you know, uh, the guys around you is an amazing feeling, you know, because you never have that moment of doubt where you think that, you know, a, a lead is too much for you. Um, and that's it's definitely 
uh, a huge thing for us, uh, especially in this long season that we play. Uh, it's like 56 games or whatever. Um, it's definitely, you know, um, amazing to kind of sit back and, you know, realize that we have the potential to be, you know, a great team, no matter if we're down or if we're up by a lot. You know, we can we always have someone, you know, behind us that can answer for us if we don't get the job done um, and just. Uh, on the pitching pitching side of things, we have a lot of guys that can make uh, a lot of big pitches in big time situations to to really seal the deal or you know get us out of a close situation and you know help the offense stay in the game. So it's it's amazing. You know it's it's definitely something that I take pride in. Uh, definitely we all take pride in as a team, and you know we just try to keep you know um, passing the baton. Honestly, <laughs> kind of just. Uh, once one guy goes up and does his thing, you know, we try to just piggyback off of that and, you know, see if we can come up with a bunch of quality AB so that we can, you know, help our pitchers feel secure and, you know, comfortable with the lead or you know, vice versa. You know, pitchers make us feel comfortable and secure um, by, you know, shutting down a lineup and allowing the offense to kind of, you know, take off for us. So it's it's very special. Josh, I mean, I'm not saying that you be getting caught up in the news clippings because you're going to get all kinds of, New, you know, uh, you know, uh, great uh, publicity right now with the way you're playing individual and how y'all playing collective. But D1 baseball, look, they got you rated the number two shortstop in in the country. I know that, and I know as a player, you got to say, look, that's great, but I don't want to let my mind go too far over there. But it's got to make you feel good knowing you're being recognized nationally for what you bring to the, you know, to the diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely makes me feel good. Um, but you know, uh, I've never really had that type of um, like nobody ever really noticed me like that until this year. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely special, but at the same time, I still feel like the underdog because, you know, I know I've always had this ability in myself, but, you know, it, it's kind of different now that, you know, everybody else is starting to see it because of how I've matured so much on, on the diamond and, you know, uh, how that maturity is really taken off for me in the game. And, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, just, a testament of me staying humble. Um, you know, I just got to stay humble, keep my head down and keep working. And that's all it is. You know, I've had to deal with injuries in the past and, you know, I didn't get as much reps as I needed to in order to, you know, play a full season like I have uh, this year. And um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's definitely a blessing to be uh, noticed like that. But, um, you know, I know how quick it could change. And, you know, it's, um, that's why I just decided to, you know, keep my head down and not let you know, all that stuff get the best of me because um, at the end of the day, you know, um, I'm here to win the championship with my team and, you know, be the leader that I can be for these guys. So, um, yeah, it's cool, but, um, you know, I just want to keep the ball rolling. You know what I mean? I just want to keep grinding, keep my head down and stay humble about it because, you know, I know myself as a competitor better than anybody else. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's special, but you know, I just want to make sure I keep it going for myself and for my team. Yeah, the shortstop position is probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest, when you talk about, you know, guys who got to stay on their toes, literally got to stay on their toes. What what are you looking at? Because obviously your, yours is skill, anticipation, like, you know, watch are you are you looking at the battle? Like what what are, what are you keying on? Because most guys in baseball, let's face it, I mean, I, and this is respectfully, you start getting a little bit too big, they're gonna put you at first base. Because you can't run, they're gonna put you at first, you gotta learn how to hopefully you six four. If you can run and you got a lot of range, they're going to put you in the outfield. If you got a big arm, but they don't want you to move, put you at third. But shortstop, y'all boys got to be a different kind of agile. So what what 
Can you, what are you keying on when you're talking about the battering? You know, what are you looking at? Because most guys aren't in your position. They they played it when they're young, but as they get older, they're trying to get away from that because that's where all the action is. Yeah, so, I mean, um, growing up, I always had good reaction times. Uh, you know, I was always pretty quick. Um, but there was a time in high school where, you know, my team already had a shortstop in place, so uh, I got moved over to third. And, um, you know, just all throughout high school, I was big on, you know, speed ladders. Uh, jump rope and you know a bunch of agility drills to you know help me stay on top of my my footwork and you know my my agility and you know when I got to the University of Florida uh, I was presented with the opportunity to be the starting shortstop and you know uh, in order to do that I had to get my body in the right shape so uh, once again I just you know prioritized uh, my movement um, you know side to side agility work a lot of speed ladder a lot of jump rope and you know a lot of sprint work too you know so um, you know, I was able to get myself at a, a good place and, um, you know, where I wanted to be uh, physically and, you know, just get all the reps that I could at shortstop. And, you know, through all that work and uh, all that dedication to that, you know, I was I was able to, to win the starting shortstop job. And, you know, I've had hiccups in my career where, you know, I was moved around a little bit. But, um, you know, I've, I've always had that agility and um, uh, quickness of my reaction time. So it's it's been it's been special to always just kind of prioritize that and work on that. And, you know, the more I can continue to work on that, the better it has gotten. And, you know, my range has definitely increased in my time here. And, you know, I've definitely gotten faster, um, you know, from um, working with our strength coordinator, Sean Burke. Um, you know, he's, he's always uh, had faith in me uh, to get as uh, good as I can and, you know, the physical aspect of the game. So, um, it's definitely been you know, a treat. Uh, it's been very special for me and my team, you know, for me to be able to play shortstop position and uh, really hold it down. Josh, most coaches in college baseball don't come with the pedigree, don't come with the resume like Coach Kevin O'Sullivan. I mean, he's he's recognized. If you know baseball, you know he, he walk in any room. And people are like, that's Coach. What is it like playing for a guy like that that's literally done it all, obviously, you know, I don't know if you can get a resume as great as his. You want to add another national championship, which I know that's what you guys trying to do. But how special is it playing for a guy like that? Oh, it's very special. You know, he's a he's an intense competitor, and he definitely just wants to bring the best out of you as a competitor. And you know, he wants to develop you into a great teammate and even a, a better man. So it's 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 very special to play for someone like that. And you know, there's times where you know, um, you know, when you're not playing the the way you want to do or the way you want to play, um, you know, he definitely lets you know. And um, he, he just does it for, you know, the pure um, pure reason to just trying to exceed the best out of you. And he wants uh, you to really blossom in that in that aspect of the game. And he always just wants to bring that fierce competitor out. You know, he's always um, preached to us how intense this league is and how intense these games could get, especially in the long stretch of games. So he definitely just tries to continue to make us work and um, compete day in, day out, no matter what happens or how we're feeling. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, we all have a job here to do, and that's to win. Um, and, you know, like you said, his track record, you know, the amount of times he's been uh, an SEC champion and um, how he's won a national championship and been to the College World Series many times, you know, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely very special for all of us to have the opportunity to play under someone like that. And, you know, he just constantly um preaches to us how you know we have to be intense competitors out there to to really get what we want out of this game and you know for us that's definitely a national championship so we're trying to get back to omaha um 
win another SEC championship and just, you know, work together as a team, you know, by being great teammates and fierce competitors all together as one. So it's very special. Speaking of special, I mean, you guys have that fierce competitiveness coming coming from the top down with Coach Sullivan. You guys got the bats. You guys got the pitching. You guys got the intensity. But y'all got a hell of a chemistry. Like, y'all look like y'all really like. And that's one thing that I don't care how much Coach preach, preach, uh, preach chemistry. Y'all got to want to do it. How much fun is it playing together? Because you guys, you, I could, you know, as a former player, I said, man, you can't hire a coach, man. The coach in chemistry or like, you know, they live in the same house. So talk about the chemistry that you guys have. Because I see you guys, like, really, like, love going out there playing with each other. Mm, yeah, we got a great chemistry. Um, and it stems from, you know, great leadership. Uh, myself as a leader, uh, my roommate, Tucker Talbot, who's, you know, been here as long as I have. Uh, he's also one of our leaders. And, you know, Brandon Spro, uh, BT Rypel, all the, all the older guys kind of, um, you know, that that standard when you know all the younger guys came in and uh the sophomores came back from last year and stuff so i mean our chemistry has been great um this whole year and it's definitely just come through all the work we put in together and you know how much we um encourage one another to get better day in day out you know and you know i've preached to all these guys that you know it doesn't matter how you feel um you know at the end of the day we have a job to do and you know we got to get better there's always uh, another opportunity to get better because there's people out there that are working just as hard or, you know, if not harder than us. So, um, yeah, our chemistry has been great through, you know, all the things we've been through, you know, ever since we all stepped foot on campus back uh, in August. And, you know, we've put in all that quality time of work together. And we've gone through, you know, all the tough times together. And, um, you know, even the stretches in the season where, um, you know, we weren't playing at our best. We always stuck through it with each other. And, you know, that's the, the most important part of this game, especially in the SEC. You got to stay together as a team because, you know, once – once uh, uh, you have people start, you know, giving up on that dream and giving up on that site, you know, it's it's pretty much lost. So uh, we've just emphasized how hard we got to stay together and um, how much time we put in together to, you know, play at this level. And um, yeah, it's just important that we keep that in mind and, you know, have the culture right for this season, for sure. Josh, you guys play in Georgia. Brandon Neely, he strikes out the side. He flexes a little bit. You know, I, I, that's what that's what pitchers do. The ref up didn't like it. Up throws them out. All right, cool. We like it. All right, cool. Little home cooking going on. Cool. Yeah. Then Jack, Mr. Jack Cat. I could Cagler Cagler no. Listen, Jack Cat. I would just call him Cags. I ain't gonna butcher this man's last name. He does what he does and murder the baseball. That's what he do. He murders baseballs. When he when his celebration, when he's sticking his arms down, not high five with anybody, talk about. Not just Jack, but talk about the personality in this team because most guys don't got enough personality to remember, all right, the ump wanted to throw my guy out. I'm going to go yard on that guy. They have enough, you know, because the personality of this team is what I love. Like, even even the announcers are like, oh, yeah, look at uh, look at Cags over there trolling the freaking ump. Ump didn't like it. Ump, like, if he even look at me, I'm going to throw him out. Talk about just having each other's backs like that, but guys' personality still showing even with they play. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we all got each other's backs no matter what happens. And, you know, it was, it was unfortunate, you know, that Neely got thrown out of that game for us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even think he knew he was going to do that until he crossed home plate. I thought he was going to do the regular, uh, the home run celebration we usually do, which is, you know, take your helmet off and um, clash helmets with each other. So that's why I had my helmet off. I was just sitting there waiting for him. And then he hit home plate and, you know, did that penguin walk and stuff like that. But, um, 
I mean, he has a ton of personality. We all got a ton of personality you know, on this team. And um, I'm sure nobody was expecting him to do that, but it was definitely very funny. Uh, as you saw, you know, all the guys were laughing with him and stuff after. And um, Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a great moment, especially, um, you know, I, I couldn't laugh, you know, because uh, I had to hit the next at bat. And, and I, 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 had to, I didn't know how the umpire felt about it, so. I was, I was kind of just so you, you look in our face like, listen, we good, right? Because that's that's my teammate. But I don't want no, I don't want no nonsense. I mean, when it comes to the umps, though, when it comes to the umps, though, Jack, like, how do you? Because certain umps, man, they, you know, if you get a certain ump, you be like, oh, this guy, he be calling, got he be calling strikes way out of the zone, or this guy right here, he don't like you to show any aggressiveness. He umps don't like when you make any gestures about their calls. If you even go, they looking at you like, like, talk about the ump better relationship because it seems like these umps they just want you to respect them which you do but you're like ump you know i'm looking at the same pitch that you just saw right how do you deal with that when you got umps who they got like them short fuses uh honestly you know i i've i've been here long enough to most umpires uh most umpires know me by name now uh so you know every time i see these umpires out there in the field because you know we have the same crew of umpires the whole weekend so They'll rotate from, you know, third base umpire to, you know, second base umpire, first base umpire. And uh, I'll see these guys, you know, from game one to game three. And, you know, I get to talk to them as soon as I get out there, you know, ask them how they're doing and stuff like that. And, um, you know, you kind of have an idea going into the game of what's going to happen. And it's more so, of, um, you know, umpires just playing by the rules. Uh, excuse me. We've had, you know, a lot of uh, rule changes in college baseball and, now they're, you know, they're kind of required to just basically enforce those rules. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of have an idea of who, you know, who which umpire is going to enforce the rules a lot, you know, stricter than others. And you kind of just got to play around that, you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, going into that, you you know, you just always respect them and, you know, talk to them. And, of course, there, there's going to be moments in the game where you may disagree with the umpire, but um, it should never be to a point where, um, you know, we're disrespecting them or, you know, they're disrespecting us for, you know, um, no reason. Uh, so we just try to keep that mutual respect level and uh, be aware of, you know, which umpires are going to enforce the rules, especially in a, uh intense game. Um, so, you know, knowing that we kind of just play around it. And yeah, like I said, you know, we just try to talk to the umpires, make sure we're on the same page for the most part. Jack, we talked about we talked about uh, playing in the SEC, even out of conference play. We know we got that team on the panhandle that we deal with. We got that team down there in South Florida, Li- ri- ri- really in South Florida, not USF. Sorry, USF in Tampa. I don't know how the hell South Florida is in Tampa. That's nowhere near South Florida, but more like West Florida. Anyway, is there a team you like playing against? Because it seems like y'all will find a way to develop a rivalry with anybody y'all play. It'll, it'll, it'll say, man, we just got Florida versus Stetson this weekend. They get to talking trash. Then we got, is there a certain team that when you see them on the schedule, like, man, I like playing them guys? Um, I'd say for me, mostly Miami. Uh, you know, that series is always a big, big series. Um, you know, one of our big series for the Battle of Florida. And, you know, things always things always get, you know, pretty chippy out there, especially with, you know, all the emotions and competitive players on both sides. So uh, it's definitely a lot of fun to play against those guys because, you know, they're going to bring the energy and, you know, you kind of just got to match their energy, and you know, kind of just uh, battle it out because it's always going to be a good game. You know, they got a good team, good staff, good coaches, and, you know, but we got the same thing. So it's always, it's always like a clash of the Titans. You know, it's, it's always a lot of fun to play against those guys and, we're both high energy teams and, you know, we like to really um, let our competitive nature take over. So it's, 
it's a lot of fun playing those guys. Josh, you carrying on one of the best traditions at the University of Florida when you talk about, you know, Florida Gator baseball, man. I mean, you guys putting them out every year. I mean, Sterling Thompson, I mean, Judd Fabian. I know I know his little brother Derek is there. And, you know, you, you could have been in the majors right now. Talk about being able to say, look, everything I want as a player, everything I want as a person, everything I need top to bottom, Florida is giving me that and then some on top of the fact that now we in this NIL era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, I, I could have been playing professional baseball, but, um, you know, uh, I've always had a different path uh, compared to everybody else. And, you know, patience is key for me, at least, you know, time will tell. And um, there's a reason for everything. You know, I believe that, you know, God puts us exactly where we need to be. Um, and, you know, we can't really fuss over it because, you know, everything will come in time. And, you know, what's meant for you is meant for you. So, uh, you know, I just always keep that in mind. And, always try to just take things day by day, um, you know, because I know that one day God will put me where I need to be in that specific moment. But, you know, as of right now, he's blessed me with the opportunity to come back and, you know, be a leader for this team and this program and try to get it back to where they belong. So, um, you know, it's, it's very important for me to, you know, just continue to live day by day and uh, continue to work, you know, no matter what, because, you know, good things will come in time. And, you know, if I just stay dedicated to my work and, you know, uh, complete my school and, being the leader that I can be for these guys, that, you know, good things will come. And, Josh, speaking of dedication, I mean, for those who don't know, when it comes to baseball, when you're a young man, when you're a young boy, forget weekends are done. You don't have weekends anymore when you're on the baseball circuit when you're a little kid. Then you go from that to IMG, which that's got to be a whole nother world as far as, like, even getting, you know, the money aside. That's one thing, but you got to compete with some of the best players all over the country coming down at old Brayton to Florida. Then Coach Kevin O'Sullivan comes and you get that dream, you know, opportunity to come to the University of Florida to then tell MLB, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chill on y'all for a second. I got some unfinished business because I'm keeping the main thing, the main thing up. I'm going to graduate. With everything you've been through, being the first generation, you know, getting scholarships, all these different – what do you say to your parents and your family, the ones who saw something in you to believe in your talent, to even make sure you're you at all these tournaments in the summer to IMG tonight? Oh, I can't thank them enough, you know, and you know, I, I don't ever think that I'll be able to repay them to the point uh, that they've, you know, um, repay them to the point where they've given me everything they got. You know, they've literally, literally have given me everything. You know, they've, they've dedicated all their time and, you know, all their money and, even their, uh, some of their valuable things to them. You know, my mom sold all her jewelry to make sure that I could play travel ball and, you know, get an opportunity to go to college. And, you know, she's, she's really big on jewelry. So she was doing that. And, you know, that's, that's more valuable to her than, you know, anything else in this world. So, like I said, I don't think I could thank them enough. And I truly intend on, you know, thanking them in the future and, um, you know, trying to get them as much as I can, especially because of all the work they've done for me. Um, but like I said, I can't thank them enough. Uh, their support has been amazing throughout this this whole time, and you know my this this baseball lifestyle that I lived. And I guess the the best way that I've always repaid them is just by staying dedicated to the game. Uh, you know, no matter what hardships I face and whatever hiccups may come in the road, you know, I always just talk to God. You know, uh, my family's really big on faith, and um, we always just talk to God and you know let Him deal out all of our problems for us as long as we keep working day by day because, you know, life is hard. Uh, you know, uh, as you get older, life doesn't get easier. So, 
um, just keeping faith that, you know, like I said earlier, God will always put us where we need to be. And, you know, he gave me a great support system with my family, um, mom, and my dad, you know, they've sacrificed so much for me. And, you know, I, I just, you know, repay them now by staying focused on my schooling and staying focused on the baseball field, you know, putting all my time and dedication to that because, you know, one day I will be able to um, treat them to, you know, nice things that, you know, we, we didn't really have the opportunity for back in the past. So it'll be, it'll be special. But like I said right now, you know, it's all about just working day in, day out. And, you know, that time will come, that day will come where I can, you know, finally repay them and thank them for everything they've done for me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they, they always continue to support me. And, you know, as of right now, you know, I can't do anything to repay them, but stay dedicated and continue to work through all the hardships. And Josh, man, before I let you out of here, I mean, baseball aside, obviously, I mean, the fact that you became a hell of a player is not by coincidence when you got the best coaches, the best players, the best facilities. But I always call college training worlds for adulthood. Like, you know, you go through a lot as a as a person in college, let alone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a student and I'm an athlete, but I'm a person. In the midst of all of that, from a pandemic to NIL to just navigating injuries, what has Josh Rivera, the person, learned about himself? Oh, I've definitely learned that, you know, patience is a key. Um, you know, being patient in this life is is a big thing. Um, you know, and I was, I was someone who grew up with no patience. Uh, <laughs> I never wanted to wait for things. And, you know, I was always just a go-getter and trying to do everything and be perfect at it. But... Um, yeah, I've learned that being patient is the best kind of um, thing to have. And I've definitely learned how to kind of just get out of my own way because I'm my biggest enemy. So, you know, I, I tend to make things harder than it really is. Uh, you know, that's speaking from, you know, school to, to baseball and to life itself, you know, uh, being on my own up here and uh, not really living off my parents anymore uh, has definitely been, you know, a big, big eye opener, especially paying, you know, when it comes down to paying your own rent paying for gas, you know, making sure you stay on top of, you know, credit card payments and all these extra uh, payments you got to make, you know, growing into adulthood um, is definitely, is definitely a challenge. And, you know, um, yeah, I've just learned that, you know, you got to get out of your own way and kind of just um, go through things head on, you know, whatever problems you're going through, you can't run through them. You always just got to, you know, like I said, uh, talk to God and, um, you know, he'll show you the way. And you continue to go through those things because, you know, on the other side, you'll you'll come out more prepared for next time. and um, You learn as you go. So um, I've definitely learned how to be more patient and kind of get out of my own way um, in my decision making. And, you know, that's in school, baseball and in life in general. So it's, it's been a, a long learning process. But, you know, like I said, there's there's more to learn every day. Josh, you came back for your senior season because you got unfinished business to, you know, um, you know, uh, get better at your game, which you more have done that. But on y'all staff, Mike Rivera, that was on that 2017 national championship team as a student. You know, he's a, he's a, he's on that uh, he's on that staff. You know, uh, have you had a chance to talk to him? Because he because it's one thing to see that 2017 Natty. He was on that team. And he was and he went to the bigs. How much have you picked his brain to be like, hey, man, what is it like? going all the way being the last team standing. Oh, yeah, I've definitely talked to him a lot. And, you know, with him being here, he's brought back guys like Dalton Guthrie, who also is on that team. And, you know, um, uh, I talked to both of them a lot in the offseason. Uh, and, you know, I still talk to Mike about it a little bit now. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been real special to have him back and, you know, have the guys that he's brought back to 
campus be here as well so we can all pick their brains and kind of just tell us all the same thing you know it's, it was it was something that was special uh that they went through and um like i said you know earlier about chemistry and stuff all those guys had you know the the best chemistry that you can have as a team and they hold it they held everybody accountable um you know so whenever somebody wasn't doing their job uh, instead of a coach getting onto them it was more of a player and a teammate you know that had that had that will to win and you know they would they would kind of just straighten each other out and uh, make sure that everybody was on the same page and that was uh, on the page of winning you know they all wanted to win they all wanted to win a championship and uh, regardless of any hardships they faced, they stayed together and held each other accountable, and just put in the work together. So um, that's kind of what he's preached for us. You know, he's, he's preached to, that we got to stay together and, you know, play hard no matter what, because in this game, anything can happen. And um, yeah, I mean, regardless of any hardships that we may face, you know, we got to stay together and hold each other accountable because um, at the end of the day, that's all we can control. We can't really control the uh, the results of everything, but we can control how we prepare and how we hold ourselves to, you know, that standard of winning a championship and uh, what we call championship baseball. So it's been really special to have him back and, you know, um, have, like I said, have him bring guys that have been on that team to come back and talk to us all uh, as a team together. So it's been it's been amazing, you know, and I'm very excited to see how the rest of the year plays out. But like I said, you know, we just got to stay together and hold each other accountable and control what we can control. He is Josh Rivera, shortstop, wearing that twofold. Mm-hmm. He won baseball, got him rated number two shortstop in the country. Don't get mad at him. That's what they said about him. Don't get mad at him. A man of purpose, a man of faith, a man of preparation. But learn how to become a man of patience. Got out of his own way. Because that's the thing about college. We want to be the best athletes. We want to become the best people we possibly can. This man is doing both. I'm just looking forward to seeing whatever MLB team we go to. Hopefully, he goes to the Atlanta Braves, the best team in baseball. Just deal with it. That's just how it goes. Josh, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Stay healthy, man, and keep doing what you're doing. Tell Coach Sullivan, I said, man, love what he's been doing, man. And tell Jack to leave them balls alone, man. He's been knocking the lining out of him, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, I got you. I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk to you guys. I'm very grateful for it. All right, man, stay healthy, man. I hope hopefully you guys be the last team standing. I will be talking trash to anybody that will listen. All right, yes, sir. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. All right, you have a good one.